Welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. Um, in this episode, I would like to speak about more or less another spontaneous topic. And it's about why some topics are taboo and why they're too personal and too heavy to even you know like try to understand um and how they these these kind of topics the way that they leave you thinking affect our lives on a daily basis in several aspects and how okay so it's gonna be mentioned so uh, I as you can notice in general I haven't been crying in almost any episode and only in one where I talked about that friend of mine who used to be my friend uh, who rented at our basement and was forcefully evicted oh my god it's getting worse um, and that's was was really an intense story and it got me crying because I just had to let some tears go but trust me if it may look like I'm this very strong person who never cries trust me I've cried and cried and cried too many times to count just outside the podcast but what's really been going on with me lately is really it's it's terrible actually i've been having frequent headaches and it's daily and it's it's daily and this is new i've never had this before and i hope it's not corona because i definitely don't want to get tested i just want to figure out if i have if my head is okay you know if i'm going through something because Definitely one of the uh, common symptoms of PTSD is lack of concentration, which I'm going to delve into in just a minute, and frequent aches in body parts, whether it be stomach ache, throat ache, or throat ache, or headache. And in my case, it's been frequent that I'm having um, headaches. Along with the irritability, because I haven't uh, managed to move out yet, but I'm planning to, and it's going to be a big event and a war. Definitely, there's going to be a war. There's going to be a lot of confrontation, but, you know, no timing is perfect. And I always keep telling that to myself 
uh, note timing is actually perfect. And and I know uh, most of what I've been talking about has been relating to so much going on in my life. And I feel like I have been talking about my life <laughs> when I'm recording these episodes. And it's like I'm touching on the most vulnerable side of mine, which is to talk about the heaviest topics online in this podcast while also recording and publishing and sharing these episodes around for the podcast. I mean, I cannot deny, you know, sometimes... It's it's really heavy to even think about these topics. Like, it's really, really difficult and challenging. But you have no idea how therapeutic, or actually you may do have an idea, which is great, <laughs> that this, the whole experience of just talking about what's going on, and the most important thing is to have someone listen to you afterwards, listen to you talking, you know, uh, it, it's so amazing. And really the power of words that are not that are not serving for the purpose of abuse and control, but rather teaching and even just sharing personal experiences. It's really powerful and miraculous these days, thanks to, to the internet. And because it makes me feel like I'm not alone. And I know maybe like it's the abuse, this whole topic of abuse is maybe even more common than we think. Um, And because a lot of victims of all kinds of abuse have been deeply, deeply shamed and uh, criticized and uh, insulted and devalued for so long, their whole entire life. They are terrified of speaking up and of talking about what's going on. And I've been there. Uh, It's definitely not comfortable uh, hiding that stuff definitely it's been difficult trying to pretend that everything was okay uh, suspecting that the whole thing was abuse but also not knowing what to call it at the time but now um, it's definitely not comfortable to talk about it either <laughs> but it's uh, me trying to challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone and to be out there and to speak up and to be like those people who have a voice and they cherish their voice and they want others to know that they're not alone if they're ever experiencing any kind of abuse especially the mental or emotional types of abuse because those are the most scarring types because words haunt you day and night and they will keep you locked up in this stuck in this invisible web of insecurities and doubt and self-doubt and craziness and mental insanity because of how much you've been gaslighted and lied to constantly all the time 
unlike physical abuse, which disappears real quickly and doesn't really leave deep traces. Well, of, unless, of course, if it's something as bad as being bruised so badly that it leaves a bad mark uh, that remains even after you've uh, gone through surgery. But, um, see, this is the point. So, back to the idea. Um, actually, you know, um, maybe because a lot of people didn't have the chance to talk about their supposedly quote unquote lives or personal problems, if you'd like to call it personal problems. Um, I think most likely it's because they are terrified and afraid and paranoid of the idea of even uh, sharing this kind of stuff with people because maybe they think that they will be ridiculed and looked upon as nothing but crybabies um, who cannot do anything with their lives and only call for help, uh, too entitled to do anything about it. It's just, you know, um, it's not like an overnight uh, change. It's something that takes years and the problem with this whole abuse is that with uh, growing up uh, the concept of learned helplessness becomes a thing even well into adulthood and even beyond and so it takes years for people to realize how bad they really really have to change circumstances and they ha ha and how bad they want their lives to get better and they want to get away from these abusive people but because of all of that accumulated constant rhythm of hurtful bad insulting offensive gaslighting words that they receive devaluing words that they, that they receive all that self-confidence and all that desire to achieve their goals and ambitions disappear gradually and so but you know with time they find it more and more difficult to face the world because they have been accustomed to think that the only safe place that they should remain is in is with the abuser because that's what they have been gaslighted into believing their whole entire life and whether or not it's be whether or not be parents it could be even a toxic partner or a, a toxic boss or a friend you know or a neighbor or you know just whomever really i mean narcissistic people or toxic people in general or even psychopaths don't have a specific uh list of you know appearance checklist you know, uh, they can be in all shapes and forms and they can come in disguised as nice people and that's where we're trapped. And so being out here and basically allowing myself to be exposed around the world because right now a lot of people are listening to this podcast and it's amazing from actually i think 25 countries so far it's so amazing 
but it's also uh i mean risky you know um the i the whole idea of talking about something like this has never been easy and i'm just hoping for the best but like i said sorry like i said um speaking up being able to raise my voice and speak up about this stuff and expose the people who have been doing this to me and to many people around me it's been painful challenging but also relieving because then i know that what i'm talking about is not something normal and not something to digest and accept as being part of a healthy uh system to live in um so do you trust your bloodline enough to shut up about the whole thing and not talk about it i'm pretty sure you've exposed them at one point whether it be writing in your own journal recording your voice talking about something annoy that annoyed you and then deleting it immediately uh secretly recording a conversation uh taking photos or even looking at looking at photos from your childhood and looking at how specific patterns of narcissistic abuse appear um just anything laying around even your photo album of your childhood uh you know uh wedding pictures just whatever you know um would you would you be ashamed of not talking about this stuff you might be but that's up to you but would you ever trust them after all the abuse you've been through I mean, I already talked about this before, and I'm going to say it again. I always had pictures of me naked when I was one year old. One year old! And when I was trying to investigate and um, talk about this, it was really casually mentioned as if it's not a big deal. You know, as as if it's a beautiful souvenir that I should keep. Wow, what <laughs> a souvenir! <laughs> uh, and that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg of what's been going on. And so many of my childhood pics actually have me crying. A lot of them and they're ugly because I I I really hoped that my photo album would be filled with beautiful pictures of me smiling and showing my gummy smile <laughs> teethless smile and just you know being happy but so many of those pictures were just my siblings laughing and me crying and my mom smiling pretending like nothing happened and weird huh well i'm the youngest 
and people say usually that uh, the youngest of the family is the golden child. Well, that is could be the case, but sometimes it's not, and sometimes the youngest suffers the most because all the other siblings are grown-ups and or maybe even actually teenagers or maybe even children that are slightly older but still they're physically more capable physically and verbally more capable of hurting the younger child and so obviously that younger child is helpless so it's easy to quote-unquote teach them a lesson by hurting them physically, emotionally, or even verbally. And it doesn't matter because that child still does not know how to speak. So, you know, um, it's totally fine. We're not caught. One of the effects of the abuse is, like I mentioned earlier, is how it affects so many aspects of life, even the daily one your mood, your physical health even, the way you treat people. I mean, you know, my family has always assumed that I'm a bad, bad, insulting, offensive person. But that's only because I'm dealing with them. And I am. Cursing, angry, irritable, moody, terrible around them never smiling, always resting bitch face around them. And yeah, I do. And I love doing that in front of them on purpose. Because that's what they deserve. And that's what I've been doing because there's nothing to smile about. There's nothing to laugh about. It shows in my pictures of my own fucking childhood that I was crying so many pictures of them so many times. And so it's normal for me to have this pokery resting bitch face the whole time when they're expecting me to smile and I'm just not. Because there's nothing to fucking smile about. And even outside. Before I had braces, I had very bad buck teeth. I was always gaslighted to believing that my smile was fine, that my teeth were okay, that I'm just making a big deal out of it, that if I smile then I'm more confident and people will love my confidence, but I just hated my fucking smile because it was fucking terrible. People felt funny when they looked at me smiling, let alone how I feel every day when I look at myself in the mirror. And they felt good at that. You know, I don't know. It was good to them because they didn't have to worry about me showing up as this very confident, beautiful girl smiling all the time. And I mentioned before the challenges I had to face before getting the braces already. The first time my mom went to the orthodontist with me and... Uh, we were about to get me braces, but then she decided not to pay because the first fee was quote-unquote too high even though she could afford it. It just uh, it appeared to be too high for her. Obviously, 
it's not among the checklist of her luxurious things she wants so she uh, denied it and she refused until well after high school years and college years was I able to get braces which is only like last year finally and I have never been happier in my entire fucking life because now I can fucking smile and just enjoy my teeth and I know I don't know but they just don't look so happy right now there's sen- there's a sense of kind of jealousy because uh, I don't even know why I mean I would never compare myself to my siblings even though even though they also the golden child and flying monkey siblings also had braces but their teeth cracked up <laughs> but still uh, hygiene taking care of your teeth uh, are the most important things to, t- to do when it comes to taking care of your teeth but they didn't as much and so they had cavities and they didn't shape up well I think but that's their responsibility and I'm not even comparing myself to them even though I had a emotional crisis when my golden child uh, got her braces off because they looked so gorgeous while at the time my teeth looked so fucking ugly but in general like I wouldn't want to compare myself to other people i was jealous i'm not gonna lie i was and i wanted it so bad like my whole entire life i wanted braces so bad but i was denied and rejected every time and it was well into my adulthood that i finally got it but still if i'm not jealous then they are and it's not just you know, even though they notice like there's a, you know, consistent improvement and uh, the shifting is going on really well and really fast with my teeth, that's because I'm also mewing. And if you know, if you know the term M E W, you'll know Doctor Mew. He didn't essentially come up with this term, but it was actually used by our ancestors to improve the facial stru- the facial structure and so it's not really something new but he he was the one who revealed it to us and so that helped a lot with my teeth and smile and my face to look so much sexier i mean i've never felt better (laughs) um but uh even though i was extremely happy and in love with the way i looked and smile and uh, whenever I put makeup, it looks much better on me now. Um, I still notice the jealousy and still notice the not so happy looks on their faces. And the way that um, I don't know if I already talked about this, I think I already did. <laughs> when my golden child sister brought me that powder makeup palette, it's not even a palette, it's like a samples of powdery foundation and blush and um, baking cream Uh, I mean baking powder Um, it would just create a whole mess for me and it wasn't helpful and I don't know I just it looked to me like she had 
good times when it messed with me and when it caused pollution <laughs> around me whenever I tried to apply and it would make her smirk until I didn't leave it for long and I threw it away because I couldn't handle it anymore it's just so fucking useless and really messy and it, it even it even stains my clothes which left me completely completely uncomfortable and so I just decided to throw this shit away um I will have to stop here and I'll continue on with this on the second part